0: Hi, this is my brief introduction to Situation Ethics. It's based around the work of Joseph Fletcher, an ordained Episcopalian priest and an American academic who taught Christian and medical ethics. He believed that ethics were teleological rather than deontological. Meaning the rightness or the wrongness of a particular action is determined by the ends or the consequences rather than the actions being all important as it is in natural ethics. Situation ethics has its root within the New Testament. Jesus setting aside the law or breaking established rules in order to do good. An example is in Mark chapter 3 verses 1 to 6 where Jesus goes into a synagogue on the sabbath and heals a man despite the fact there were people there who wanted to throw him in prison and did go and report him for doing it. Fletcher believed that situation ethics are Christian even though many of the churches at the time and today disagree. He believed that there were three main approaches to moral thinking. Legalistic ethics, which are predetermined rules and regulations. Christianity and many religions have legalistic features based on biblical commandments and the precepts explained by Aquinas. Due to the complications in life, we keep accumulating laws to cover all eventualities. It's the big problem with this idea and this legalistic theory because it means that a new law has to be created for every new situation. Once they say murder is prohibited for example thou shalt not kill, you have to clarify killing in self-defense, killing in war for example, is that permitted or not? Legalists have to keep adding to the web of laws and for that reason Fletcher rejects the legalist approach to morals. It does not give the person the right to choose what to do. Antinomian ethics doesn't use any kind of law or principle of ethics at all. Every attempt and every moral situation where you have to make a moral decision is unique and as a result of that and because they don't have to follow any laws, Fletcher said it is literally unprincipled Purely ad hoc and casual there are there are exactly anarchic i e without a rule and that's Fletcher's situation ethics book published in nineteen sixty six as a result of these two and his rejection of them, he came up with situational ethics when a situationalist enters into a moral dilemma. With the ethics, rules and principles of their community and traditions behind them, they are more likely to get a desirable and loving outcome. Situationalists are prepared to set aside these rules if the situation requires it. It is the most loving thing to do at the end of the day that's important. Again, it is the outcome that's important, not how you got there. Fletcher said, The situation is follows a moral law or violates it according to love's needs. Moral decisions should depend on what best serves love. Even lying is justified if it better serves the person in a particular situation. Situationalism is heavily influenced by Christian theologians who deduce moral guidelines from the Bible rather than looking at the Bible's moral rules. Christian response should be a flexible message of forgiving grace, one founded in love. Three of the theologians that Fletcher was influenced by was Rudolf Bultmann, Karl Barth and Dietrich Bonhoeffer. His theory of situational ethics had agape love or unconditional love at its core and he set out six prepositions that he believed that you should keep in mind when making a moral decision. The first one is only one thing is intrinsically good, namely love, nothing else at all. Actions aren't good or evil, rather they form part of a chain of cause and effect. The second is the ruling norm of Christian decisions is love, nothing else, which means making decisions replaces all laws. Love replaces law. Killing is wrong, however, there is the possibility of moral killing, in the example of self-defense or within euthanasia. The third is love and justice are the same, for justice is love distributed, nothing else. You cannot separate love and justice. Justice is love at work in the whole community, for the whole community. The fourth is love wills the neighbour's good, whether we like him or not. Love in this instance is a matter of feelings but of attitude. Your neighbour is anybody, whether you like them or not, and a gate love goes out to everybody. Personal feelings do not apply. The fifth Only the end justifies the means, nothing else. The end must have the most loving result. The law, again, is irrelevant. A good example of this is euthanasia or mercy killing. The sixth and final preposition is love's decisions are made situationally not prescriptively. There were Jewish groups that lived on a rule-based moral system but Jesus distanced himself from them as you can see from the example in the introduction to apply these prepositions uh, Fletcher came up with the four working principles the first was pragmatism and this was based on experience not theory so what we go through in our own lives and the lives of people around us are what we use to help us make moral decisions when they arrive. Relativism is based on making the absolute laws of Christian ethics and the legal laws relative. There are no fixed rules that have to be obeyed, nor is it a free-for-all. It is all relative to Christian love. So it means it has to be a balance between the strict rules that have been set out and having no rules at all. So therefore, we have to make the decision based on our own experiences and what we know and have been taught is right and wrong positivism focuses on the importance of faith and love when a situationist approach a moral dilemma their thinking begins with faith in love not obedience to the rules or trust in the human reasoning and finally personalism this is all about being people centered People have to come first. They are not to be treated as objects or to be objectified. We have to treat people with love, knowing that they have the capacity to love as well. The final tool Fletcher talks about in the moral decision-making process is someone's conscience. Now, unlike in the traditional sense, the conscience is not a thing like a body or a mind. It is something that is there and is part of the process in making the moral decisions. However, it is not something in itself. I hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening.